It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central simpler communications fantasy today's episode is brought to you by flex fantasy and they want me to relay a message to you that they have cracked open the game of fantasy football to all when you sign up for a free account and download the flex fantasy app you can import all your teams from all your leagues across multiple platforms that you play on Spice up your fantasy playing experience by challenging league mates or strangers off the street to a fantasy matchup no matter how or where they play. And put your money where your mouth is by placing a wager on your head-to-head matchup. It doesn't matter if you are on Yahoo and your opponent is on Sleeper. You can import your teams to Flex Fantasy to face off. You can even make wagers on who you think will win between other challenges besides your own. So sign up for a free account and download the app to try it out at flex.fan. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. I think I'm smelling green today on this cashing friday welcome into the show welcome into the md's fantasy football show coming to you live on our youtube channel and on bellyup.tv don't worry you can catch us on demand any of our episodes because i know we're five times a week now so there's a lot to stay up with when you download the foxy network app on any tv device including but not limited to roku lg samsung anything of that nature You can also stay up to date with the show on the go. When you download us on your favorite podcast, please give us a five-star review. It greatly helps us out. But today is Cashing Friday. I'm joined here by my co-host, Chris Dowhauer. Of course, I'm Dan Mater. Chris, how are you doing on this Friday? I'm doing really good. You know, we're trying to channel channel our inner Chaz here and help people cash some tickets, as you call it, Cashing Friday. We'll make some people some green this weekend. Uh, I don't know how they all did yesterday, and maybe with fantasy wise, I know Cam Akers owners probably aren't thrilled today, but no, not. maybe we can rebound with some money and give you some tips on how to do so. Yeah, we're going over our DFS lineups today for DraftKings in particular. We also have some players that did not make our lineups, our values for us heading into this week. After we're done all that in the second half of the show, we have our bets of the week. We'll go through each game, what we think we're going to bet. I have some lock bets. I have one. Uh, underdog special, and I do have a few player prop bets that I want to get into this week as well. But before we do all that, like last year, we had a DFS contest going on, and it's going on now. It actually, if you look at the comments, if you're watching this live on YouTube, or if you just go to our social media page at BellyUpMDFFShow, you'll see it up there. The posts we have links. There's two ways now you can win our monthly giveaway, just like we had last year. You can either play our DFS contest, which again you can join for free on the link. 
Or, and the easier way is to do this. You go to flex.fan slash bellyupff. All you have to do is place me. You just have to face me. That's all you have to do. In a head-to-head, I have it set the best ball, so it's not going to matter what lineup changes you try to do. If you have Yahoo, if you have Sleeper, you can import your leagues into Flex Fantasy, and you can take me on for free. I have the direct link up there for the open challenge. I will do up to five challenges. I have one covered already, so I'm trying to get the second one covered, but it's the easiest way because all you have to do is beat me. You don't have to beat a group of people. And this month... I just got it in today. This month, it's an autographed John Randall jersey from Pristine Auction inscribed NFL Top 100. So that is what we are giving away for the month of September. We're going to be giving away autographed memorabilia at least one big prize every single month. But that is how you win. So come join in again. That is flex.fan slash bellyupff or you go to our social media account at Show. You can join our DFS contest link for free. It's all for free. We just want your participation in on the show and you get a free, huge prize. So that's what we're giving away for the month of September. Very excited for that. Okay, Chris, let's dive into making some money and let's talk about our DraftKings lineups. We're going to go position by position and compare what we have at each spot and then we'll go through our values after we're going after we're done through our lineup. So I'll start with you. Who'd you go with at your quarterback position? Yeah, one of the things I love week one when it comes to DFS and some of the values you can find. Quarterback, it's interesting, but I did spend up and I spent on Lamar Jackson. I was seventy three hundred dollars for Lamar Jackson playing versus the New York Jets. Um, you know, I heard a lot oh, about the Jets yeah. defense. Uh, yeah, the Jets, you know, I heard a lot about, you know, being improved on defense. Um, I will buy it when I see it. This is one of the worst defenses versus the quarterback position last year. I expect Lamar to have a kind of a chip on their shoulder after not, you know, looking to get his do his due. And I think that you're going to see this man running around making big plays. So I have Lamar Jackson at my quarterback position. Okay. Well, I also paid up at quarterback, something I don't typically do, but this week I felt like I needed to. And I went with Jalen Hurts at $6,800. It's funny enough, Chris, we, that's, that's my number two and number three quarterbacks on the week behind only Josh Allen, who already played on Thursday. So we're going with our top quarterbacks on the board here. Love the match against Detroit, obviously. And you'll see later why I don't want to give it away now, but there's a there's an extra reason why I went with Jalen Hurts this particular week. But before we get there, let's talk about our running backs. Would you go with your number one running back? Yeah, so I was excited just to have this guy back. And I'm going to ride him while he's healthy. So I have Christian McCaffrey in my lineup. Yeah. I spent all the way up for $8,500, but I think the floor is definitely there. I know Baker Mayfield's going to be checking the ball down. I have Christian McCaffrey, and both of us had Christian McCaffrey is towered towards the top of our boards as you know, one of the top players to have. So I think it's going to be different this week. I know Cleveland's got a good defense, but they're not so good at is stopping the running back position. So I have Christian McCaffrey in my back. You know, it was, it was, I didn't wind up putting him in there, but I did want to give out the advice that while Chris McCaffrey is only $8,500, remember, this is a guy who a lot of weeks was like $10,000 and was still worth putting in your lineup. So while he's like $8,500 might be his low mark of the season, it's not bad to take advantage of that while you have the opportunity to. I did decide I wanted to go a little bit cheaper at running back, though. Kind of wanted to finagle it a little bit. And I went with my number three running back heading into the week. I went with Alvin Kamara going up against the Atlanta Falcons at $7,600. I think he is the cheaper knockoff to what you're hoping you get out of Christian McCaffrey. Very involved in the passing game. Kamara has a, even a better matchup on paper as far as the ground game goes. Should be a focal point of the offense. Alvin Kamara, as long as he's not getting suspended, everything has been. He looks physically good. He's been focused on football. I'm going all in on Alvin Kamara against Atlanta. I like it. I like it a lot. So my other backfield person, I have, you know, this Raiders Chargers game. I expect to be kind of a shootout. Josh McDaniels is kind of, you know, being the new coach in the Raiders. But on the other side, I think the Chargers, while there's a lot of talk about who that second running back is going to be, I don't care. I paid up for Austin Eckler because I think he's going to catch the ball. He's going to run the ball. I have no fear of the Raiders' uh, linebacking core. It's something that historically has been just terrible. So I think Austin Eckler is going to be a guy who can be heavily involved. We don't really know who that second running back is yet. And I'm not really, like I said, not too worried about that. Austin Eckler for $8,200, I think, is my Christian McCaffrey kind of B. Um, so I kind of I spent up in the running back positions looking for those guys who have the safe floors, high ceilings. 
That's interesting. You spent a lot of money there at the running back position. I'll be curious to see what you came up with at the wide receiver and the other positions to follow. I went cheap at the second running back. And that's something I typically do because usually if I want to get like a second high end running back, like you do an Austin Eckler, I usually try to go for those guys in my flex position. Once I go through this lineup, you know, second RB, I try to get somebody who's a real, really good value. We're going to see what happens in week one. And I think this is a good DFS play because I don't think a lot of people are going to have him plugged into their lineup. But I want Amir Abdullah as my second running back because you get to pay down all the way at $4,200. You're going in a game against the Chargers, the Raiders this week. There's a good chance it could be a shootout game if Amir Abdullah truly, truly is the James White role for Josh McDaniels heading into this. You're talking about a heck of a floor, especially in DraftKings, which is full point PPR. And he does have the big play ability and will probably be very few owns. So you want to go with the contrarian play, a cheap play at the running back position. I'm looking at Amir Abdullah. I'm going to roll the dice that he in fact is the James White of this team. It's a very interesting play. The only thing I would have a little bit of fear for is just the fact that the Chargers were so bad versus to run last year that you can basically hand they the ball to anybody. Be better this year with some of the additions they've made over the offseason. It's not gonna, I don't think it's gonna be a stout run defense, but I think it will be better at least than it was a season ago. Yeah, I can't argue that. I, I don't think it could be much worse. No, they're 27th last year. 20, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you give us uh, your wide receiver one? Yeah, so my right receiver one, you said, you know, kind of spending some money on the running back position. I'm going with guys now that I think their, their value is low, and I'm going to try to lock them in while they're healthy also. I had Christian McCaffrey, one of those guys. This guy is Juju Smith-Schuster. You've heard oh. me kind of crap on him. Yeah, it's hard, and I've crapped on him a lot, especially when it comes to, you know, drafting him when it, uh, for a redraft. Uh, fantasy leagues but in dfs versus an arizona secondary that's questionable at best what i've heard out of camp basically is the one guy who has been moved all around has been juju smith's future was been inside outside i think he's going to be kind of the extension of the running game i think that we're going to look you talk about the full point ppr so this guy's basically built to have seven or eight catches i don't know how many yards he's going to get but i do know that he's going to be a guy that they're going to feature in this offense they had pretty much this whole entire summer so go with juju smith schuster Spending the money for $5,200, I think it's a great value. And I'll just point out, Arizona secondary or defense last year was 28th first receiving position. And it could be 32nd this year when you look at that When you look at that secondary. Look, somebody has to catch the ball in Kansas City. And especially when you talk about DFS, I don't mind taking a shot on any one of them, frankly, with the, with the exception of Sky Moore. I don't, think, I don't think it'll be Sky Moore yet, but Juju Smith-Schuster, he should be the first guy out the door. So it will be interesting to see. You're hoping for volume in there, but not a bad play at 5,200. So my receiver one, this is why I went with Jalen Hurts. One of the issues with Jalen Hurts last year when you were playing DFS lineups was that typically you like to try to get your quarterback in a stack, but you couldn't stack Jalen Hurts last year. You can this year. Welcome A.J. Brown to the team. $6,400. So I'm not talking about paying up a primo price for a top-notch wide receiver going against the Detroit Lions, who still suck in the secondary, by the way. So you got A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts in a game which I took the Eagles to blow the doors off the Detroit Lions heading into this matchup. I don't know if it'll be much different than what we saw them do to them last year, frankly, when they won 44-6 to in that game. So give me A.J. Brown and the Hurts combo. Week one, while A.J. Brown is still fully healthy, I think we might see a big game out of these two. Yeah, and you're never going to see A.J. Brown be as cheap as $6,400. No. Never, ever, 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 ever. Who's your second receiver? So I kind of reached a little bit on this one, but I, I'm going kind of with the you old know, playing while they're hot and while they're out there. And I'm with Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins is pretty much the de facto number one the receiver one out one, there. I wonder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically that's what I'm looking for. I hate this guy long term. I would want to have him on my fantasy team. But DFS, week one, when Al Lazar is going to be out, Sammy Watkins basically is the number one receiver. Um, I think that you could talk about the rookie guys. You could talk about, you know, how involved they will be. But if Sammy Watkins is healthy, he should be the guy that I'm pretty much going to. So I'm going Sammy Watkins. Hard to argue. We're playing DFS. We're playing tournament style here. That's what you do in a tournament style. You take shots. Lazard's not going to play. I mean, he's listed as doubtful. He, he's not going to play. So somebody's going to have to emerge. We'll get into that when I have some players that didn't make my lineup, but I do have values on too. Rashad Bateman's and, my wide. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, and Minnesota secondary was 32nd last year. About Arizona being right. 32nd this year. Minnesota Correct. was 32nd last year. They, they may switch spots. Minnesota might be 28th <laughs> and Arizona's 32nd. You know, we'll, we'll see. Baby Perfect. steps here for Minnesota. 
I took Rashad Bateman as my wide receiver, too. He's $5,300. Now, Chris, off air yesterday, after yesterday's show, and if you guys missed it, go back on YouTube, go back on On The Man, go back on the podcast app because it was a great show, Clairvoyant Thursday. But after the show, we talked about Rashad Bateman and how much we thought he was going to see Sauce Gardner. And the more we got to talking about it and researching it, the more it seems like to us, Sauce is not going to shadow yet. Rashad Bateman's likely to line up all over the field for now. He's $5,300 for a team that I don't think Dobbins is going to play. You have Mike Davis. Yeah, the Ravens want to run the ball, but they might throw the ball a little bit more than they necessarily wanted to in a week one matchup against the Jets. I'm just putting that out there. Rashad Bateman, we we know that Marquise Brown was a target hog last season. Bateman's going to be that guy, and I think he's more suited for this Greg Roman offense to fill that role. $5,300, I'm taking my shot early and often on Rashad Bateman. Yeah, I think it's a great value, a great play. You know, you're looking at a guy that was basically averaged between seven or eight targets per game when he kind of became that de facto number one for a three or four game stretch there. Marquise Brown was kind of knocked out, injured, and you know he kind of took over. So I think Bateman is a guy that's definitely ascending. We saw Justin Jefferson make a huge leap his second year. Bateman has a similar skill set where he's a guy that can be, get open. He can also make big plays once he catches the ball. So yeah, I love Rashad Bateman as we were Jets. Now, here's where we get nitty-gritty. This is where we get our deep shot throws. These are the guys who win us these DFS tournaments. Wide receiver three, who you got? So we had also a discussion yesterday on yesterday's show about, you know, the Giants receiving core and who we liked and who we didn't like and some of the values. So I listened to some of your discussion and kind of looking at some different situations. I'm going with Cardarius Tony um, with $4,100. Did I get you to change your mind a little bit? You you did a little bit. Well, well, no, here's what I'm seeing. I think Robinson will be involved. I think he's got a decent floor in a sense where I think he'll get four or five targets. I just don't really know what he's going to do with those. I do think Tony's going to be heavily involved. And the fact that Shepard's dressing does make me kind of concerned that there will be some three receiver sets with Galladay, Shepard, and Tony out there. And in that case, right. you might see Tony be even more featured. Um, so I am kind of interested. Will it be Shepard or will it be Tony? But I'm taking the shot. It's going to be Tony. Another guy that I have in my life basically, you know, Playing while he's playing while they're healthy. Uh Cardenas twenty forty one hundred dollars. So I'm taking a shot versus another horrible Tennessee secondary, which was um what was it, thirty first last year. And I expect Tennessee to be a little bit better than that. But yes. at the same time, yeah, somebody on the Giants is gonna have to catch the ball. The Giants will likely be playing from behind. Kadarius Tony is a big play player. That's what he is. So from a DFS standpoint at that price tag. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, so we'll have to see. Uh, by the way, though, Sterling Shepard, him coming back week one off of an Achilles injury that he had late, by the way, all this talk about Achilles injuries and where these guys are at, and all of a sudden Sterling Shepard under the radar the entire time, I can't believe he's going to be active week one. I'm really curious to see what his workload is truly going to wind up to be. My receiver three is Alec Pierce at $3,900. What's the one thing the Colts do well against Houston? They usually hit at least one to two big plays, a la T.Y. Hilton throughout his entire career, even when he was Toast McGoat's done at the end of his career at the last couple of years. Alec Pierce is the starting second wide receiver. That is official. I don't think he's going to have too many opportunities this season with Matt Ryan to get deep balls, but if it's going to happen, I think it's going to happen against Houston. So I got Alec Pierce down for a bomb or two in this game, and I'm rolling the dice at $3,900 my wide receiver three. Yeah, a guy who's got a lot of talk about, especially in the red zone usage. Um, a guy that's been hyped up all of season, looks really good. So Matt Ryan could definitely feature and touch down the field. It's a, you know, a long shot play, but also got a lot of upside. I love to find out who your tight end's going to be, because I think I'm going to shock you in mine. Uh, probably, but I'm going to, you know, I've got to continue to kind of save some money because I spent high on the running back and quarterback positions, but I love the value for this guy. I want Evan Ingram versus the Washington uh, Commanders. All the way down. All yeah, the spent, spent $3,500 for a guy who has very, you know, one of the more talented guys, hasn't all necessarily put it all together, had a couple of good years, um, you know, a few years back, but I love where he's fit in Jacksonville. I like think Trevor Lawrence is going to look for him, especially in the red zone. I love that, you know, the Doug Peterson history of using tight ends. We saw Zach Ertz excel. We saw Dallas Goddard excel. We know that he's going to probably feature the tight end. I don't worry about anybody like Dan Arnold or anything like that being out there. It doesn't matter. Evan Ingram is the guy that I think has been in primary, be the second target in this passing attack behind Christian Kirk. And I think Evan Ingram is the guy I should have in my lineup this week, so I do $3,500. Taking shots at tight end. So what you just did at the tight end position, 
That is normally what I do when I play DFS. I usually pay down tight end. I usually I want to take a shot there and spend up at receiver, at running back, at different other positions. Not this year. Especially not this year when my man, Travis Kelsey, is not even the highest-priced tight end on the week. We're talking about we don't know exactly who the Chiefs are going to get the ball to as far as the wide receivers are going to go. I know as far as pass catchers go, Travis Kelsey's getting the ball. That I know. And for all this talk out there about, well, Travis Kelsey, you know, teams have never been able to take him away because of Tyreek Hill. You don't take tight ends away. Look at these top prime tight ends. When have they ever been able to take away? When was Gronk ever taken away? It's hard to take tight ends away because of where they line up according to the defense. There's one guy I know is going to get the ball. It's going to be Travis Kelsey. And whenever he's not the highest priced tight end, he's going to be in my lineup. So $6,600, I want Travis Kelsey in the tight end position. Yeah, just to kind of prove your point, you know, how long did Antonio Gates basically make a living just posting up people as a tight end? He was about 95 years old out there still doing it. He's always <laughs> open. It didn't matter. So, yeah, when it comes to the tight end position, it's a whole different ballgame, guys. Who's the flex? Yeah, so my flex position, I was going with the continued theme where I'm riding them while they have value and while they're in the lineups. So I'm with Antonio Gibson kind of riding that Jacksonville-Washington game, I like which I think it. has a little bit of points guard. Uh, Antonio Gibson, you know, guy is starting job back with Brian Robinson's unfortunate injury. Uh, $5,800, a guy who has some good upside, had great usage, had RB1 usage for most of the season last year, just kind of didn't capitalize on how you'd hoped he would. But only J.J. McKissick and him, basically the only healthy guys, you expect him to kind of be able to utilize as long as he's going to fumble the ball. So I think with the Jacksonville, a great matchup. I like their linebackers, but they're young. Jacksonville's interior is kind of soft, so Anthony Gibson's got a chance to actually have a good game, both in receiving and passing. I'm sorry, rushing. Go to BillionFantasySports.com. You'll see that I have Antonio Gibson ranked at RB13, and I said before, that's probably the highest I'm going to have him ranked all season. I expect him to have a good game here against Jacksonville. I even went as far as to say is that, you know what, you might want to think about selling him high after this week one performance that he's likely to have. I like the play there. And it's funny, my flex play is on the same team in the same game. I went with Terry McLaurin at $6,500. Give me the guy who's going to hit the home run shot, who finally has a quarterback who was willing to get him that home run shot against a Jacksonville Jaguar defense. McLaurin's in for a big season. People want to talk about Jahan Dotson. McLaurin is a great receiver with the best quarterback he's ever had, no matter what you think about Carson Wentz. I'm riding him all day, every day, especially at the $6,500 price tag in my flex spot. Yeah, people need to go back and watch Deshaun Jackson's numbers when he had Carson Wentz when he was healthy. Go back and look at Ashawn Jeffrey's numbers when he was healthy. Receivers produced when Carson Wentz, which that number one receiver produced with him. It wasn't his fault necessarily that T.Y. Hilton and they had you know Austin Doolin or basically from the throw the ball too. So I think this is a whole different story. We have Terry McLaurin, who's a really good receiver and is probably really happy to get past Haneke last year where poor guy couldn't you know get the ball for, for crap. So I think this is going to be a match made in heaven. And I think Terry McLaurin is definitely going to hit the, you know, hit the run, ground running. Now, Chris, I'm going to go on a limb. I think, I think, trying to put my clairvoyant hat on, I think we're going to have the same defense. I think we are. But go ahead. Who's your defense? Well, I'm interested because I'm sticking to the game. You know, why? I kind of went for some sort of the guys I like in it, but I'm just going with Washington Commander's defense for $2,500. Oh, okay. I know a lot. Might, it might be a little surprising to you. I know that people are kind of down on the commander's defense because it underachieved and didn't do well last year. And Chase Young is out for the first four games. Chase Young is out yet. But they have Martez Sweat. They have one of the better tackle tandems in football. Actually, they go three deep into tackles. And you look at Jacksonville's offensive line, I'm not afraid. I think Trevor Lawrence showed you that he turns the ball over. He throws high. So he's looking for a team that you can get a kind of turnover, some sacks. So I'm looking for Jacksonville. While they, I think they're improved, this isn't all of a sudden a, a completely better team. I'm going to ride Washington's defense and think that they're going to kind of be able to capitalize on a Jacksonville team still kind of growing. If nothing else, I will say that will definitely be a contrarian play. The reason why I thought we had the same defense is because I only spent $100 more, and I got the Miami Dolphins against New England Patriots this week. Your defense, your team, you've been counting them up all year, so I thought maybe we went with the same defense there. But if the Patriot offense is as bad as been advertised throughout training camp, Give me the Dolphins defense this week to put some pressure on Mac Jones and generate some turnovers. Oh, by the way, it's in Miami where they typically play the Patriots really, really well. Yeah, I, I have the Dolphins defense in quite a few other DFS leagues, so I think it's a great play. My only concern is they, they're a little bit shallow at their secondary. They're not going to really have their opposite corner starting this week. And you can run right at Miami. So while they do a pretty good job of getting turnovers in the Patriots, they did start soft last year. 
they have, you know, Flores isn't the coach necessarily there. So if you want to kind of see how they adjust, but I think it's a great play, like I said, because the value, you know, $100 more, as you pointed out, I didn't have the $100 more to spend, but I did it on some other lineups. So I did, I understand the Dolphins play is a good play. But if you believe anything coming out of New England, they don't have an offensive line who can apparently run block either. So that's where it's going to be the interesting factor coming out. All right, so let's talk about some of our values that didn't make it into our lineups, but that I want to make sure everybody knows about in case you're playing. And this, I have a couple of guys that are going to be for head-to-head matchups and for DFS tournament matchups. So for my first couple of values here, my first one is actually the quarterback position. $5,600 is sitting Trevor Lawrence. And I'm looking at this Jacksonville Jaguar game and this Washington Commander game, and I think... It could be a sneaky shootout game because the secondary is questionable for the Washington Commanders. Trevor Lawrence should be better now with Doug Peterson as the head coach. No matter what you think about Christian Kirk, does have better weapons with him and Travis Etienne back, and you still have Marvin Jones, Zay Jones in the mix. I think he's going to be able to, if nothing else, have a lot of volume in this game. I wouldn't be surprised if we're looking at 40 to maybe 50 pass attempts out of Trevor Lawrence in this particular matchup. So at $5,600, he's my value at the quarterback position who didn't make my lineup. Yeah, I have a couple different ones. I think there's some different variety. While we spent up on quarterback, I think there's definitely opportunity to spend down. I'm not loving the middle so much, the value. But at the down part, you talked about you know how the Colts own Houston. How about Matt Ryan, $5,500 versus a team that yep. was 25th versus the pass last year? Matt Ryan is everything to kind of an extra grind. We heard all offseason about how the Colts when we were, were pass-oriented, and they're going to try to make you know a, a point of that. Houston's still kind of adjusting their defense, whether they're running the same scheme or not. It doesn't really matter. It's, it was horrible, the scheme they had last year, but new scheme is still learning that then. So no matter what, you have the Colts kind of add an advantage. So that's a, that's a good play to me. Another one to kind of think about maybe – is um, you know, just below Trevor Lawrence, you have Carson Wentz. We talked about that game. You know, on the other side, Carson Wentz, $5,500, 20th versus that Jacksonville defense. And then one other one to throw at you. You talked about this guy yesterday. Both talked about him. Derek Carr, uh, you know, yeah. is playing the Chargers. Talked about no, a shootout. Shoot yeah, $5,900. So a guy that you can kind of have some value to build around. At running back, so I have, I have two different values. I have a head-to-head value at running back, and I have a tournament play. My head-to-head value is Mike Davis at $4,400. Again, I don't believe J.K. Dobbins is going to play. They signed Kenyon Drake late in the process. I know Greg Roman could talk all he wants about a hot hand. I'll believe Justice Hill gets in the mix when that actually happens because they've never actually gotten Justice Hill in the mix up until this point. I think Mike Davis could be used early and often in a game in which the Ravens should blow the Jets out or at least control that game heading into the fourth quarter. I think there's a real possibility that Davis could fall in the end zone twice in this matchup, and that's why at $4,400, I have him in a head-to-head matchup in particular because I think he's going to be widely owned at that price tag. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting play and definitely a good value. My value for running back was Chase Edmonds, $5,200. Um, you know, all offseason, we've kind of just you know, wondered who the running back was going to be in Miami. We'll follow the dollar signs, follow the guy who's going to be out there, both in the pass-catching situation and being handed the ball, versus New England running take, running um, defense that's questionable at best. So I'm going with Chase Edmonds, $5,200, one of my values that you could have in your lineup. That's funny, because my tournament play – is his counterpart. My tournament plays Raheem Mostert at $4,800. We know it only takes one play. And I truly believe that Raheem Mostert is going to have at least, at least 40% of the work on the ground for the Miami Dolphins, if not closer to a 55-45 split between him and Chase Edmonds. Once Sonny Michelle got taken out of the mix, there's no longer a guy who's obviously a red zone threat. Miles Gaskin, Savant Ahmed are both banged up, questionable heading into this game. We'll have to see if they're going to be active or not. But guess who's not on the injury report? Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert. So I'm taking Mostert as a shot play in DFS for tournaments at $4,800. Yeah, so for my one, I don't really have as a great of value as you do for a shot, but I'm taking Miles Sanders, $5,400 in one of those shots. As a guy, you know, we talked about the Detroit game who got hammered last year. We know that Miles Sanders is necessarily going to involve the passing attack. So what? If you're up 44 to 6, you're going to probably get handed the ball. Then there's every reason to give him a chance to go score a touchdown in this game. The one thing I have heard really good about him is he's ran really well. He's one of the more explosive running backs, you know, for the Eagles. I know that really kind of you know, right off. Five yards and he has. Yeah, and they've talked about all season has been the only guy who looks explosive. We heard a little camp game. We'll talk about other guys talk. Wait till Miles Sanders is out there with that Jalen Hurts running attack and A.J. Brown getting a lot of attention. Miles Sanders could be a great value in your lineup. 
if he scores, it's game over. I can tell you that right now. If he actually gets in the end zone, it's game over. You, are we yeah, going to move on to the wide receiver position? Or do you have another running back? I was just going to throw one more out yet, and that's just Travis Etienne. We talked about that Washington-Jackson yes. game a lot. I know James Robinson is you know, supposed to play, but Travis Etienne is going to be heavily involved in the passing attack. You're going to see Trevor Lawrence as probably his you know, best friend from college, the guy you to look for probably often, especially with this questionable line at best. So Travis Etienne is the guy that you could have in your lineup for a great value. If we head over to the wide receiver position, my head-to-head is Michael Pittman at $5,500. It's an absolute steal against the Houston Texans. I can't believe he's at $5,500. But I would only play him in head-to-head. Why? Everybody and their mom is going to own Michael Pittman in tournament plays. You're not going to get an advantage by playing him in that setting. You want to do it in head-to-head? Absolutely. But in tournament play, I'm actually going Romeo Dobbs at $3,000. Someone's got to emerge out of Green Bay with no Alan Lazard. Give me the guy who I've believed in since the draft process came in the B. Give me the guy who I was touting the entire time and Romeo Dobbs, who I think can play inside and outside on this team. Sammy Watkins, I don't, I know he's the opening week one king, but he's toast with goats. So is Randall Cobb. I wouldn't be surprised if Romeo Dobbs, the one getting in the end zone and having a big day against the Minnesota Vikings and at $3,000, you got nothing to lose. Yeah, I think it's a great value. Him and Wendell Robinson are two guys at $3,000. If you want to throw somebody in your lineup that has a good shot as a rookie to kind of produce, they're definitely two guys that you can throw in your lineups this week. For myself, the value is I'm going to stick to you know, that kind of theme at Jacksonville, Washington game. Christian Kirk is $5,100. Um, yeah. We're not really worried about the secondary Washington improving too much. They haven't really haven't added any pieces. But we do know Christian Kirk got paid a lot of money to be the more receiver. And I have a, he had a target rate about 35% in the preseason, basically making him a de facto RB, you know, receiver one. Only Cooper Cup had better numbers last year, basically. Right. So I think Christian Kirk's going to see that kind of usage, but you do see that he's got a pattern that they're going to heavily involve this he guy. He might. Yeah, that's all they yeah. talked about is how they're featuring him clear-cut above everybody else. That's the, that's the weird thing about Christian Kirk and fantasy football in general, not just in DFS. If you look at his numbers of how they're utilizing him, while I don't believe he's talented enough to be in those upper echelon guys, he's getting usage like the elite and the wide receiver one guys and routes run and target share, everything across the board. The efficiency metrics are out of control for Christian Kirk. So yeah, $5,100 in this matchup, great value. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. (laughs) Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22 shopify.com slash free 22. Yeah. And I'm not the, the players a little bit different, how they play, but a guy is similar to me is like Jarvis Landry, how he kind of isn't necessarily an all world talent, but the opportunity to right. be the number one on a team gives you kind of how you can be featured. Um, so the other guy I liked for the value kind of around that area is Elijah Moore. We saw Elijah Moore have a great stretch as number one receiver for the Jets. We heard a lot of people talking about Gabriel Wilson and who else is going to be involved. Ravens weren't great secondary. I know they got healthier this year. Hopefully they're going to be continuing to get healthy. I'm not sure what Peters' status is. Uh, I think they were kind of iffy last time I checked. Heading into the game, I believe. But the one thing I do know is I expect the Ravens to get up. I expect the Jets to throw the ball. Joe Flacco loved him from Elijah Moore last year. Why would that be any different this year? Elijah Moore for $5,100 probably will be cheaper than that for the rest of the season. 
I like it. I like it. All right, last but not least, tight end value for me. And I, I, this is tournament or head-to-head. I got one major tight end value. It's Mo Alley Cox, baby, at $3,400. I believe he does score at least one touchdown in this game. He's going to be on the field all the time. I don't believe we have a carousel for the first time in forever in Indianapolis. They paid him a ton of money. Kyle Granson is not good. Jelani Woods is not ready. Moali Cox against the Houston Texans. Give me him for a score at $3,400. I like it. That's not a bad play. I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears, Cole Clement. Uh, no player in San Francisco. San Francisco has, you know, a decent statistics versus, you know, tight end position last year. I don't really know they had great tight ends in their division they really played against last year, uh, other than Zach Ertz for the end of the season. Um, but overall, the safety position is questionable. Jimmy Ward was kind of banged up. I'm not sure if he's going to return or not. I think this is an opportunity for Cole Clement, who's definitely going to be the, the second probably fiddle and receiving passing attack for this, this you know, Bears team. So Cole Clement, $3,700, the guy I think he could throw in an energy lineup this week at a tight end position. That does it for our DFS lineups and our values of the week. <clears throat> Before we hit the break, guys, remember, we're giving away we are giving away an autographed John Randall jersey inscribed NFL Top 100 for the month of September. Again, there are two ways to win. You play our DFS contest every single week. If you win, your name gets to go into a raffle. The easier way to win is by going to flex.fan slash bellyupff. You register for free. You look for an open challenge by the MDFF show. You able to beat me, your name also goes into the raffle. And all you have to do is beat me. You import your teams from Yahoo or Sleeper, and it's all for free. We just want your participation and your signups. That's all we want. Your names goes into a raffle, and then we'll find out at the end of the month who's going to win this autographed NFL Top 100 John Randall jersey. So that's what's going on there. Guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we're going to talk about our bets of the week, lock bets and prop bets. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. We'll be back right after this. Support for today's episode comes from True Classic. This brand new sponsor has the absolute best fitting t-shirts a man can buy. Finding the right t-shirt with a little bit of a dad bod is incredibly frustrating. Most t-shirts are either too tight on your gut or look way too big and boxy. You're not in high school anymore and it's time to upgrade. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men finally get a better fit at an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deal they offer. For a limited time only, get 20% off with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at trueclassic.com. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on skinny models with six-packs, but most of us aren't packing anything but a few beers. Fellas, you are wearing the wrong clothes. True Classic tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. It's time to highlight your best attributes with a t-shirt you can always confidently throw on. True Classic doesn't just stop at tees. They are your one-stop shop for men's essentials. Super easy and simple to fill out your wardrobe. From polos and workout shirts with the same flattering fit to boxer briefs designed with a pouch to keep your bulge nice and comfortable. All their gear is top-notch quality at reasonable prices. It's about time you learn how to dress yourself properly. Upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic and get 25% off at trueclassic.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Free shipping included on purchases over $100 and 100% risk-free guarantee with a 30-day return policy. Stay classy with True Classic. Your dad bod will thank you. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. I'm smelling me some more green. Welcome back to the MD's Fantasy Football Show live on our YouTube channel. Please subscribe so you always know when we have new content dropping. Check us out on bellyup.tv. If you missed the show and you want to catch us on demand, do so on your favorite TV device. When you download the Foxy Network app and look for the Belly Up Sports category, you'll find us and several other great shows from Belly Up TV. 
Also, you can stay up to date with the show while you're on the go. When you download us on your favorite podcast app, give us a five-star review. It really helps us out. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. I'm joined here with Chris Dahauer. We just went through our entire DraftKings lives with you guys for our DFS contest and some values that didn't quite make our lives, but think will help yours. Now it's time to talk about our bets, our football bets of the week, and we might have some player props for you at the end. But uh, the first two games we're talking about are two lock them in games for me, actually hitting it right off the bat. Lock them in. It's a lock. So the first game is the Ravens versus the Jets. Shocker. I am locking in the Ravens covering at minus six and a half. And I think the only reason why the line is even that forgiving is really two reasons. It's week one and they're on the road in New York. If this was in Baltimore, I'm pretty sure this would probably be like a nine to 10 point spread likely. I think the Baltimore go, Ravens go into the Jets, take care of business. Joe Flacco is not getting his revenge today. Yeah, I think that we look at a defense that look has something to prove is the Ravens going against the offensive line. It's been questionable at best all offseason. Joe Flacco, the backup quarterback, suppose looks good, but I think he's going to be in for a rude awakening. I think Ravens are going to definitely cover in his game and bring it you know, big time. The second game recovering is another lock bet for me. Lock them in. It's a lock. The Eagles at minus four and a half. This is not a good matchup for Detroit. They don't have the physicality on the defensive side of the ball in particular, I think, to be able to keep up with the Philadelphia Eagles. Not to mention, and I've been a, I've been a big proponent of this, everyone's about to find out exactly how good this Eagle defense truly is, I think, in week one. And you have the new toys now with A.J. Brown on offense. I know it's in Detroit, but give me the Eagles at minus four and a half, not even a full touchdown, to cover at minus 110 odds. Yeah, I mean, after the debacle last year, I think Detroit has a lot of pride. People kind of get caught up in the hard docks. Maybe they're hoping Detroit's going to show up. But even if they do and they keep it close, more than likely they're going to lose by more than four and a half points, so not a bad bet. Also, by the way, I'm going to throw this out there. The over-under of the Ravens-Jets game is 44. I think I might take the over on that game, too. Just a quick little side note. All right, so now we got some games that aren't necessarily locks, but I do have another lock game for you guys later. Don't worry. Next game, we'll talk about the Colts and the Houston Texans. Right now, the Colts going into Houston are touchdown favorites, minus seven. The over-under set at 46. I am willing to take the Colts at minus seven in this game, especially if their defense shows up to play, especially if Shaquille Leonard, which it sounds like he is, is good to go. Yeah, I believe that it was the combined score was a 62 to three score that they beat Houston by last year, 31 nothing shutout after a 30 something three game. So this is, you know, being with even a touchdown is ridiculous, I think, with this point spread. I know Detroit, not Detroit, Houston sounds like they've gotten better. People are kind of behind the Davis Mills hype. I think they're going to root for awakening. I think you met Ryan have a, you know, a chance to kind of shine out in the defense. Definitely with Shaq kind of returning, he's definitely going to be able to ball out. So I love the Colts. Remember, the Colts take care of business when it comes to Houston. It's Jacksonville for whatever reason they seem to have trouble with. But when it comes to Houston, they take care of business. Okay, so that didn't quite make my lock bet of the week, but it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty darn close. I like the Colts to cover there. And the 46, I like the over on the 46. I think the Colts will be able to put up points. I do think Houston's going to put up some points in garbage time because the Colts play such a zone defense. And I don't think Gus Bradley, when he plays prevent defense, he tends to give up points and play calling. Wouldn't be surprised if that game actually went over at the 46 mark as well. The next game to talk about, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals. This game is going to be a little more interesting. So it's in Cincinnati. The Bengals are favored at minus six and a half. I think it's a pretty big stat line for two teams that know each other so well and typically play each other pretty close. I mean, remember to this point, the Bengals, the one team they haven't really been able to just blow out. They, they beat them last year, but they weren't able to blow them out last year was the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the over on that is set at 44. I'm probably staying away from that because I see a wide range of outcomes when it comes to game scripts. But Chris, what are you thinking about the Bengals minus six and a half over the Pittsburgh Steelers at home? I'm taking the spread and I'm taking Pittsburgh outright as well. I think this is the bet that oh. you can kind of go the take. I like Pittsburgh. I love Pittsburgh in this game. I know Cincinnati's got the hype. Everybody's kind of looking at the Super Bowl team. Don't forget the Super Bowl's team's hangover that loses. They usually start, start off poor the next season. Pittsburgh, I think, is definitely going to be improved without having Ben Roethlisberger holding that offense down. The defense has definitely got Hayward back. 
so they can stop the run. I love Pittsburgh in this game. Like I said, I definitely think you should take the points, but I would even bet Pittsburgh straight up. So Pittsburgh outright for Chris. That's my upset pick of the week. Look, if it's not a bad one because the Steelers play on tough all the time. Like I said, if it wasn't for Mitchell Trubisky being the quarterback, I think I could get there with you. I think I could. I can't. I can't get myself to actually put my own money on it. So I'm not going to suggest other people to do so because of the Mitchell Trubisky factor at the end of the day. Let's move on to another. That's going to be an interesting game to watch, though. Do the Bengals pick up where they left off, or are they going to start slow like we saw the Rams start slow the other night? Oh, let's talk about my team. The 49ers. The 49ers at minus 7 on the road against Chicago. Ugly over-under at 40.5. That's horrible. Not touching that, by the way, but that's that's a horrible. Uh, By the way, this I need to get a sounder for this because I don't actually have one. This is my underdog pick of the week. I'm not taking Chicago to win outright, but I am taking them to cover at home at minus seven. The 49ers, look, they are the better team. However, first game for Trey Lance, Kyle Shanahan has to keep his confidence up. He can't make them look bad. I think Shanahan's going to go into this game thinking he can just run the ball, play defense, play not to lose. And as a result, I think this game might wind up being close at the end. I think Chicago actually covers the touchdown. I think they lose, but I think they cover the touchdown. So give me Chicago as my underdog cover of the week. Yeah, I I don't know how to go on this game. This is a game I don't want to touch, but I don't disagree with you because I I visualize the same thing going down. I think this is going to be an ugly game. You talked about the under already. It means it's going to be probably a a low-scoring game. I can definitely see see whatever team gets up by 10 points, basically just trying to run the clock out. Um, and one thing, you know, both teams can do is tackle pretty decently, especially Chicago. So I know, you know, 49ers are expecting to kind of run the Bears over. The Bears didn't lose their linebackers. They didn't lose some of the guys who actually could tackle. They lost their pass rush. So if they're, you know, if you're not going to have to tackle them down with the field and throw the ball on Chicago, it's kind of playing right into their hands. So I'm really interested to see if this game will go the under. And I think it's not a bad bet. It's just a game that I, I think is just, ugh, I stay away from both sides. Well, and I just double-checked here. That is the lowest over-under on the week, the Chicago and 49er game. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Let's talk about the Saints. It could be. It very well could be. And that's why I don't think a rugby game usually doesn't have a seven-point spread. And that's why Chicago is my underdog pick of the week. Uh, Let's talk about the Saints and the Falcons. So the Saints are kind of interesting. I feel like we know shockingly little about exactly where Winston is in his recovery. He's, He's expected to play. He's expected to be healthy, but we just haven't seen much of him to this point to see exactly where, where is he really physically. They're five and a half favorites going into Atlanta. Now, Atlanta's not expected to be a very good team, but I do think it's a little bit interesting. So do the Saints open it up early on the, their divisional rivals and cover or not? Yeah, this is a game that I won't touch either. Atlanta is also a questionable team. You don't really know what you're getting in Atlanta. There's a lot of assumptions with what Marietta was. There's a lot of assumptions what players were. Uh, what they're going to be now, but even that defense is much improved. You know, the piece has been quietly putting pieces together that fit his system. So it's really interesting. We look at Atlanta and New Orleans. Both these teams are kind of adjusting new coaches, new staffs, and then new schemes. For well, New Orleans side, where you talked about where Jameis is going to be and the receivers are going to be, I don't, I question what the defense is going to look like. You have a lot of new pieces kind of fit in that secondary. A lot of guys moved on. Gardner Johnson's in Philadelphia, one of the better right. you know corner slot guys, safeties out there. You did get Honey Badger. You did get some different guys, but they got to kind of adjust to your system. So it's going to be interesting to see the Saints, what they're going to be right off the bat. No, and I agree with that. And this is this game also has a very low over-under. You're, you're talking about 43 points only. So they're not really expecting much fireworks to go either way. When you have low over-unders like that, they typically, be, they typically are tighter games. So interesting, but probably not betting that game in particular. Let's talk about the Dolphins and the Patriots. So the Dolphins at home are favored at minus three and a half, which that's usually what you get when you're the home team is three points. As Chaz would always like to say, that means really this game's a pick Now I like the Dolphins odds at minus three and a half because it's minus one Oh five. So you're almost getting even money. If you take them to cover the over under set at 46 and a half. So I might think about the Dolphins to cover at minus three and a half because of what the odds I'm getting back. But I think it will be tight and I think it'll be interesting. What do you think? 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. So the Dolphins have beat the New England the last three games yeah. in a row, including last two last year. Um, but the interesting caveat is Bill Belichick's never lost to anybody four times in a row. So something's <laughs> got to give. <laughs> <laughs> so the Dolphins have recently owned the Patriots. And if you kind of go with that trend, you know, at home, they should kind of be able to cover. But then you look at Belichick. Is he, does he have anything left in the bag? Or, you know, is he going to be able to kind of rise up for one last occasion because he has never lost four games in a row? So, like I said, this and is I will say that was going. against Brian Flores, who knew New England and Belichick quite well, too. So that could be a factor in this game as well. It can. I also think the 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 attack is going to be a factor. You know, the Belichick systems don't do so well against Kyle Shanahan systems. Um, so that's where it's going to be kind of interesting to see that when they, they stop the running attack, we were New England's kind of questionable versus the run the last few years as it was. It's going to be interesting how they're going to adjust to this. Also, this rushing attack and a mobile quarterback. We got, a pick, recently. we got a pick em game with the Cleveland Browns and the Carolina Panthers. Straight up pick them. So, Chris, pick them. Who's winning this game? <sighs> All right. I think Cleveland should win logically. So, I think when we look at the team, Cleveland's just a better team. Um, they have a better offensive line, they have a better defense. I know the Carolina has some defensive people in place, but they're not quite, you know, the same gel. And, and when you look at the offensive lines, I think you look at Miles Garrett matchup versus Akawa. Um, I think it's, Garrett's going to eat him up all day, every day. The only thing that I can say, there'll be a little trepidation, is Baker usually wins these kind of games. When he's got a chip on his shoulder, usually he shows up. He so that's the, my only caveat is that maybe Baker pulls out his butt, but Cleveland should win this game. I think Baker gets his revenge. The game's in Carolina. I'm taking the Panthers to win this game, and I will put not a lot of money, but I will put some money on this game for Carolina to take this at home as a pick-up matchup. Let's talk about Washington and Jacksonville. So the commanders at home are favored at minus two and a half points. The over-under, that's what I want to get at. The over-under is set at 44. I kept talking about how I think this could be a sneaky shootout game. I am taking the over in this game, I think we might see some big plays from both offenses with defenses still trying to find their way in their new secondaries that aren't that talented to begin with. Yeah, I kind of hope that's the case. But we also have Ron Rivera, who likes to play close to the chest. Doug Peterson kind of hasn't been the most aggressive guy as of late. So I could easily see this game going to be like a 17-10 to 10 game or 17-7 game versus ugly. And you know, neither team really scores a whole lot of points. So I, I kind of like where you're going with it, but it's a team that this is a score that I'm kind of staying away from. I actually like to land a New Orleans game to cover the over more than I like this game covering the over. Okay. We're getting to the 4 o'clock games now. The Giants and the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are 5.5-point favorites at home. The over under set at 44. I am betting the Titans to cover in this game. The Giants are a bad team It'll be it'll look better because Brian Dable's infinitely more of a better head coach, even though he hasn't been a head coach yet than Joe Judge ever could ever be. But it's still not going to be good enough to cover against the Tennessee Titans. So give me the Titans at five and a half. Yeah, I know Tennessee sunk it up versus the Jets last year. Some of the games they were favored big to win by, they kind of didn't cover that they were supposed to. But I think this is a different game. Ron Tannehill has definitely has an axe to grind after his new breakdown basically in the playoffs. He talked about it all offseason. Derrick Henry has something to prove. This Tennessee team in general has something to prove. Versus Giants team, as you alluded to, has got Brian Dable, and I guess that's supposed to give them a chance. Maybe Saquon could do something. But, yeah, overall, Tennessee should whoop the crap out of Giants, and I think the Giants, you know, this is a game that I definitely would battle Tennessee for. How about this game? So this is going to be this is going to be my outright upset special. It's It's not that bold, but the Minnesota Vikings, the Green Bay Packers, the Vikings, it's a one-point spread. The Packers are favored on the road, minus one. But with the Vikings, you take them to win, it's even money. So give me the Vikings to win outright. They're my pick to win the division. It has to start with beating Green Bay. I think it starts week one in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, definitely an interesting bet. I, I have a hard time. It's Looking at that Viking defense, has it improved enough to kind of keep that Aaron Rodgers 
you know, running back attack and those receivers, whoever they're going to be kind of if off the field. you can't beat them when they have no receivers, I don't know when you're going to. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, I tend to agree. The only thing I'd say was a tough matchup is Green Bay does have a pretty good defense on paper, so it's going to be interesting to see does this, you know, offense hit the ground running, and it's going to have to have a tough defense to kind of get that going. So that's the only part I can see it being a little closer, but not a bad bet, especially at home. We got the Chiefs and the Arizona Cardinals. The Chiefs on the road are six-point favorites. The over-under in this game is 54. I'm taking the under in this game. Everybody expects a super shootout. I don't know if the Cardinals have enough firepower to make this a super shootout. Yeah. I don't know what to believe about this. Defenses are bad. I, I will give it that. Yeah, I mean, I know that the Chiefs have definitely improved some things, and I've heard good things about it over the summer. But they tend to start off slow, particularly Spagnuolo's system. Um, Kyler doesn't really have the weapons you kind of hope for, but Kyler himself could run probably for a buck hunt, you know, buck fifty <laughs> versus defense. <laughs> so uh, it's going to be interesting to see how low scoring would be. Um, uh, but I can see definitely you have a chance to kind of you know go against the green with that bet. I also say if I'm going to bet this game on the line, I'm taking the Cardinals to cover at six points. I think the Chiefs win the game, but I don't think they blow them out. I don't disagree with that. Kansas City has covered as of, as of late, but Chaz like to talk about Kansas City's kind of that fool's goal, the team that everybody kind of rides, but they always kind of keep it close despite, you know, supposed to being you know, blowout teams. So I can definitely see this game being closer than six and a half, particularly in Arizona. Um, you know, we're, we're assuming a lot for the Chiefs offense to kind of hit the ground running. I know Arizona's defense isn't anything to write home about, but you still have to come adjustments for both sides. So I can see this kind of, you know, grinding it out a little bit, being a little closer to people expect. That's not a bad bet. How about the Chargers and the Raiders? The Chargers at home are minus three and a half favorites. The over-under on this game is set at 52 and a half. I am taking the over. I do 100% am on board with the idea that this is going to be a shootout game. So I am taking the over here. And I'm going to take the Chargers to cover. I think they win. I think they win by more than three and a half points. I think it is more in a field goal. I think they are the better team, especially when they're healthy. And they're never going to be more healthy than week one. Yeah, I love the over in this game. I don't like betting on either one of these teams ever, so I'm just going to just restrain from saying it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're down to my last lock bet of the week. Lock them in. It's a lock. I'm locking in. I cannot believe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are only two and a half point favorites over Dallas. Yes, it's in Dallas. I don't care. Tampa Bay is up and away by far the better team. Dallas is going to be a competitive team, but I don't think they're going to be a, a good team this season. Tampa Bay, I don't know if people just don't realize this yet, and that very well may be the case, has the best secondary and the deepest secondary they have had in years. And when you give Todd Bowles a good secondary, uh, he tends to generate the pass rush that you might be worried about lacking because you only have Shaq Barrett now as a true pass rusher. I ain't worried about it, especially against that offensive line. You just signed Jason Peters off the street. Tampa Bay is winning this game by more than a field goal, or by at least a field goal, I should say. Amen. I don't understand this this doubt of Tampa Bay, especially Tom Brady, like because he missed some summertime, all of a sudden he's not going to be Tom Brady. He's still his fourth receiver. I don't (laughs) think he cares. And I think that one thing that hasn't seemed to change, Dak Prescott just seems to be hurt all the time. Now it's a cleat thing that he, you know, wore the wrong cleats and his ankle bothered him. But the problem with that is, is if he's not mobile with that offensive line as, as horrendous as it could be, it's going to be a problem. Dak Prescott needs to be able to run around this year to create plays for Dallas. The Dallas offense isn't what it has been in the last couple of years. People are going to have a rude awakening when they think it is going to be. It's not. So Dak Prescott, if he's not running around, this offense isn't going to be scoring with Tampa Bay's offense. And then last but not least, we have the Monday night game. Russell Wilson. And they, his first game, I love how the NFL schedules these games out. His very first game is Denver Bronco against the Seattle Seahawks. Going into Seattle, Russ versus Pete Carroll. The line is minus six and a half. The over-under is at 44. First of all, I'm locking in the over. There's going to be more points scored than 44 points. I'm going to tell you that right now. And I'm also locking in the Denver Broncos at minus six and a half. When your quarterback is Geno Smith, you're losing by at least a touchdown. And my only question for the over/under thing is: Is Matt Lafleur, not Matt Lafleur, um, Nathaniel, Nathaniel Hackett. Hackett, 
going to be more of a fast-paced offense and let Russ go to no huddle? If you believe or are we the reports, see what, if you believe the reports, the sense, yes. it's a Russ Wilson offense. That's yes. if you believe the reports. But we also saw with our own eyes that Green Bay horrendous pace last year, and God willing, if that was what we see, because Seattle, I don't think the pace is going to be super fast either. So between those two offenses, it could be very low scoring if it. You know, keeps that I mean, that's a question that I'm going to be looking to, for an answer for on Monday night. There's no no doubt about that. But overall, I definitely agree with you. From everything we're hearing, it was supposed to be a Russell offense, and that's the case. You should be able going in the over because I think both teams just run these defenses. All right, we got about five minutes left in the show, so we got just enough time to talk about these player props. I will throw in, by the way, my parlay bet is my three lock bets. I'm feeling really good about parlaying up. That's the Eagles minus four and a half, the Ravens minus six and a half, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at minus two and a half. That is my three-team parlay of the week. I'm feeling pretty good about it this week, too. But let's talk about some player props. These are I got four players here, Chris, that shocked me on their lines, and I'm feeling pretty good about it. So let's start with the top one. David Montgomery, his over-under for receptions is two and a half on DraftKings right now at plus 105 odds. So he gets three catches. You're getting more than double, double your money back against a team in which the 49ers, I do think they'll be trailing in that game. David Montgomery will be the primary pass catching back. I think he gets at least three receptions in this matchup. I like that, but I like that bet a lot. You know, a lot of people talk about Cole Herbert stealing some of his touches, but Cole Herbert's not stealing his pass catching opportunity. We didn't see him get featured in the passing attack when he took over for David Montgomery. It's not no. going to change now. So David Montgomery definitely has an opportunity to catch more than three balls. I like that bet. My next prop that I like, James Conner, 48.5 rushing yards is over under at minus 115 against the Kansas City Chiefs. You got no Rondale Moore. We still don't exactly know about Zach Ertz. The only pass-catching option you really have is Marquise Brown. I think the Cardinals might come out and try to run the ball. I got Connor at more than 48 and a half yards. In fact, I think I have him projected for uh, close to 80 yards in this game. So I have him way over. That's a tough one for me because I was looking at Connor's numbers from last year, and when you recognize how many times he had like 15 carries for like 45 to 48 yards, but it was a two to three touchdowns that saved his butt every week that you just didn't even care. Um, <laughs> I, I am kind of curious. I like to see this. Get kind of on. By the way, yeah, so. that is that. I think the touchdown bet absolutely for that one. A little nervous about the yardage just because I can see this game being a high scoring game and Kyler kind of carrying the rushing attack. The other one I like a lot is Traylon Burks. It's set at 25 and a half receiving yards. And if you, Want to believe the coaching staff? And I went back to this. I think it was either Wednesday or th- it might have been Thursday because I think it was when I had you on the show. I was talking about this. Everyone's been so negative about Traylon Burkshaw training camp. They forgot to continue to pay attention to what the coaches were saying during week one, which is he's a starter and he's caught up enough with the offense where he's going to be heavily involved. At the worst, 25 and a half yards for Traylon Burks, that could be one play. Give me the over on Traylon Burks against the Giants at 25 and a half receiving yards. Yeah, I like the opportunity, too. I think it's going to be an opportunity to try to feature him and look to get him the ball some kind of way. And this is the even if this game winds up being a blowout, it's still a kind of a play that you can kind of see them trying to make, get his confidence up and still using him late in the game. So I like Traylon Burks for 24, 25 yards, 25 yards as well. And my last but not least, at almost even money, it's minus 102, Lamar Jackson, 1.5 passing touchdowns. So we just need to get two passing touchdowns against the freaking New York Jets to cover this bet. I think it's going to happen. Yeah. So I think it's definitely going to happen. You're going to have at least two to the tight end position. Um, and then we talk That's about Bateman. How's Mark we, Andrews not get two yeah. touchdowns or even one-to-one with him and likely, or, yeah. or at, at least one-to-one with him and Rashad Bateman. Like, yeah, there's a real chance. I think Lamar Jackson, we're talking about like four touchdowns. So to see at one and a half, I love the over. Yes. <laughs> like, it's just absolutely crazy. That's going to do it for the show, guys. Remember, we're giving away the John Randall autographed jersey, NFL Top 100. I'll say it one more time for what you got to do. All you got to do is join our DFS contest for free at Billy Up MDFF Show. You'll see the link in the pinned tweet above. And also, it's also all available to you on other social media platforms as well. We also have it in the comments and in the description of this video. And then the easiest way to win, because you only have to take me on, is when you go to flex.fan slash bellyupff. You register for free, import your sleeper or Yahoo team. And it could be any of your sleeper Yahoo teams, by the way, that you drafted 
will play against each other in a head-to-head matchup on a best ball format, so you don't have to worry about what your lineup is getting set for other teams out there. It'll be automatically best ball against me. If you win any of those ways, your name will go into a raffle that will be a drawing at the end of the month, and that will be our monthly giveaway, and we're doing that every month of the football regular season. So don't miss out on that. Make sure you also check us out on social media at Billy of MDFF show on Sunday morning. I will be giving out start sit information advice on social media throughout the day on any platform. So check us out there as well. We got guys, it's going to be a great weekend of football. We're going to be back on Monday night at 10 PM recapping all the Sunday action and the Thursday night actions. When we'll recap that as well. So that's the next time you'll see me. It'll just, it'll just be me. Chris won't be back again until Thursday. Have a great weekend. Have a wonderful week one. Football is back, baby. And I can't wait to talk about it more on Monday. Cash those tickets. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.